The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. Seeing his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her, Jesus said to his mother, Woman, this is your son. Then to the disciple he said, This is your mother. And from that moment, the disciple made a place for her in his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the reason we're sitting like this is because the PA is not working. <laughs> just, just for these, for your benefit. Um, so this feast, for us anyway, our layer of this feast in Australia, goes back a good while. It goes back to 1844, when the first provincial synod of Australasia named Mary Our Lady of Christians the patron of, of this land, as it said in that prayer, those who brought the Catholic faith here, brought it under the patronage of, of Mary, which is a wonderful staple in our faith. Um, the title is older than that, though, of course. It goes back some 500 years ago when Europe was really under threat from the Ottoman Empire. And if that story played out differently, I think we'd be living in a very different world. But thankfully, um, the Christians gathered under the mantle of Mary. And, you know, it's weird. I was reading a book on, on heresy yesterday, and it said orthodoxy, which means the right belief, is, is sort of seen as the story of the winners. You know, it's only, it's only right because the triumphant people are telling the story. But, I don't know, you know, history is complicated, and... Um, we're here to be agents of peace in a world full of war. It's a, it's a complicated affair. Um, does Mary walk around with a big javelin to <laughs> bring everyone under her rule? No. But she certainly can be a woman of war when she needs to be. And um, to get war between her children, she goes to the root of the issue. She tramples the head of, of, of the serpent. Anyway, um, there's that history of Lepanto and then there's, and then there's later on with Napoleon. And so, so this has this long heritage. And Australia, from day one in a way, has entrusted herself to the same lady, the same beautiful mother, who goes with us, who walks with us, strangely as mother and as sister. You know, like she's a fellow companion. She too is a disciple of the Lord. She too shows us what discipleship is meant to look like. Um, she goes with us in the most humble and in the most subtle of fashion. We imagine Jesus washing feet. It's not wrong to, to see Mary right there next to him washing feet because she knows the mind of Christ. Because he was her son. <laughs> you know, she knows him quite well. And she shares in his life, as it said in that reading. She even shared the cross with him. In, in a way that might have shaped our vision, but I think our hearts glimpsed, yes, she was there sharing the passion. She understood the logic and the salvific power of the cross. 
and she even died a martyr's death without the shedding of her blood. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. So maybe as the month of May draws to a close and as Easter itself draws to a close, we return to this holy weapon which Catholics have drawn on for a long, long time <laughs> and has proven true. Um, there's something else I was going to say. Um, that first reading from um, <clears throat> Ecclesiasticus, listen to this because it's, it's funny. I was thinking this feast is Mary help of Christians, not Mary help of Catholics. You know what I mean? Mary is mother to all Jesus' disciples, whether or not they realize it. It might be a point of contention between us and our, our Christian brothers and sisters, but actually she is their mother too. <laughs> um, and, and if only we could communicate that, if only we could model that. Um, giving this pride of place to Mary does nothing to, to diminish God in our midst, does nothing to take glory away from Christ, does nothing to sort of confuse the order of, of grace and all of that. Not at all. Um, and, and, and you'll see it in the readings itself. Like, if this were something idolatrous, everything would be angling towards the glory of Mary. But that's not at all what the readings are saying. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. When we could have used a different refrain, you know, my soul glorifies, or whatever. But, but we didn't. So simply um, hear that first reading again and understand that Wisdom refers to God, full stop. But we glimpse God in the life of Mary here. Wisdom walking with, with the Lord. Wisdom walking with us. Listen to this. Wisdom brings up her own, her own children and cares for those who seek her. All Christians. Whoever loves her loves life. And those who wait on her early will be filled with happiness. Together as one family of faith, then, let's hold close to her. Let's walk with her. Let's serve alongside her. Pay attention to her. Dwell secure with her. Let's trust ourselves to her, us and our descendants and our fellows. For though she takes us at first through winding ways, that's true, isn't it? Bringing fear and faintness on us, plaguing us with her discipline, as a good mother would, until she can trust us and testing us with her ordeals, in the end she will bring us, our families, our nation, she will lead us back to the straight road and reveal her secrets, and that is the secret of God and Christ, to all of us. <laughs>